Well, hello. You're listening to Dole Capital, and you're with Ben. Hope you're on this fine February warm day in Canberra, the ACT. And on today's show, we'll just be talking to you about a couple of things that are either going on or not going on as part of our regular shows coming to you from whatever platform you find yourself, well, most used to listening into Dole Capital. Well, a couple of things that are going on, it's plenty of horror uh, happening around the world, as you'd know. In Palestine, we have the continually awful situation of what the United Nations most uh, Supreme Court calls uh, a potential genocide, and 21 who's been paying attention an actual genocide being documented and played out before our eyes on social media. Really shocking, terrible stuff. It's been going on for four months now. Tens of thousands of people reported uh, killed, majority of which, um, um, many of which are children and families and the elderly and the young, the disabled, and whoever, all for what? For an ethno religious state which has continued to have the disgusting backing of the major superpowers and the continued compliance of vassal states like the Australian government. Uh, It has been awful to watch, but at the same time, it has been fantastic to see struggle and solidarity happening around the world, calling for an immediate ceasefire. Some excellent um, progress recently with um, tremendous pressure being placed on the so-called Five Eyes countries outside of the US, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, with more pressure being applied and a shifting in position by those Anglosphere countries around the question of a ceasefire. So hopefully more will happen on that thing. But I guess, well, while we still have a situation of people wringing their hands and government about isn't it all terrible and maybe it should all, you know, calm down and stop a bit, those same governments have continued to provide diplomatic, economic, political and military aid to the Zionist state. And that continues to be happening. So it's really pretty shocking stuff. I have been paying attention to it. Um, to be honest, I, I find it all a bit too much, really, to deal with. And mainly in terms of not wanting to find myself getting too far involved because... Well, let's just face it, the uh, the world is full of too many ageing socialists telling young people what they need to do, and that's what I've never wanted to do and I never wanted to be. So hence, um, all I guess I can say is um, talking about it's important and offering my solidarity where I can, and I think if you do have the means uh, to provide support to organisations that are... Um, supporting the people of Palestine, do do so financially. Get yourself along to one of the many actions that seem to be ha- continuing to happen uh, week in, week out, all around the world in solidarity with the people of Palestine and get behind calls for um, peace in the Middle East and not for a further escalation of that conflict. Well, I guess that's that one out of the way. Not a fun one to talk about at the start, but really this is not going to be a fun show today. I just wanted to give you a bit of an update. You would be noticed that I haven't been able to churn out the the same volume of episodes that we have in the past. Uh, The fact is, well, I just don't have the enthusiasm 
um, the will, all the energy, um, and all, all the positivity to sort of keep going on um, as fast a uh, process as, I, as I'd like. Um, the fact is to create content related to a news and current effect events um, show, in particular one that is interested in ac activism and encouraging activism, it requires a lot of intensely following legacy and new media, uh, engaging with it, as well as being across developments in the activist and campaign worlds and being in connection with comrades from um, both labour and non-labour currents. And um, yeah, I guess being involved and uh, engaged in the various things that are going on. And uh, unfortunately, well, um, the show probably is, well, not quite coming to a close, but we're, we're slowing down. Um, I think uh, uh, my partner in crime, Jacob, has um, taken up a fantastic position in uh, education, and I think that's really great, and I wish him all the best. Uh, he doesn't have the time to sort of um, uh, continue to help put out these shows, and it has for a long time it been uh, yours truly putting out the content and bringing people in to talk to and mainly bringing in interesting people I know, and I think it has been appreciated that I've uh, through my own connections, I've had some pretty interesting long-time ACT activists and journalists and all sorts of um, people on the show, which has been great. And I, I know it's been informative and motivating for our key audience, which we recognised a long time ago as a lot of Labour and, and left-wing activists have enjoyed uh, the various chats in the past. So that's been good. But the fact is, um, I just don't have the, the time to sort of give that energy into providing a an activist based show that's um really hooked in to current news and uh current activist developments in the campaigns to make for a better world so um as someone who can't just do things half-hearted um what i need to do is, is take a step back so what while we're doing with the show is doing some longer recordings uh there was a project where we have i've been talking with a um long-term supporter and uh, comrade of the show uh, about doing a series of episodes discussing um, and providing uh, further information and education around how the Labor Party works in Australia, how to influence the Labor Party and its very state branches, how it works in a local area, how its decision making is, um, makes, you know, how it makes decisions, how to influence decisions, um, how labour can be used as a site of struggle to further things for uh, working class people in the here and now in the, in the real world, and as well as talk about like, you know, if it is a site of struggle, is it one worth being involved in or not? Uh, those questions are perennial and something uh, we're worth talking through. So we're going to be sort of going back to some of those initial uh, conversations we had when we first started the show nearly four years ago uh, and looking at uh, involvement in the Labor Party of activists and, and uh, socialists, whether or not there is a worthwhile, it's worthwhile or not to be involved in those spheres or not. Um, the jury's out, but I think there are positive things that we can gain from activism and being involved inside the Labor Party. At the same time, uh, it's very positive and absolutely um, a point to being involved outside of the Labor Party. Politics is just not the complete domain of one political 
uh, tool, if you like. So we're doing some longer deep dives into talking about labor, uh, history, how it's organized, the as we like talking about it as a federation of oligarchies that get together on a state basis who then um, basically come up with a, a copy and paste deal when it gets to federal parliament. Why it isn't North Korea, the parliamentary Labour Party of the Commonwealth government, and why we sort of probably need a more nuanced understanding about how it works so we can influence it more than ever. We probably need that considering the fact that the Labour government has been so, so disappointing on a number of levels and so terribly cynical in the causes that it's being dragged, kicking and screaming to support or the causes that it is, um, you know, criminally neglected, uh, whether it's been continuingly uh, the poverty support, destitution practices and um, punishment of the poor under our uh, Australia's unemployment uh, support system, uh, the privatisation of job services has continued. Yes, there's some inquiries, and yes, we'll hear something soon. Um, it's just all too slow. And we've also seen the next to nothing in terms of real tangible support in terms of addressing the cost of living crisis. Well, actually, let's, let's face it. We all know that on this show, it's the cost of profits crisis. Uh, spectacularly demonstrated by Coles and Woolworths recently, if you've been following um, those recent documentary uh, on the ABC's Four Corners, which is um, well worth a look at. But it's been, definitely been something commented on in the public domain just uh, in the last number of years, the increasing power concentration of wealth to the top 1%, if not the top 20% of Australian society compared to the rest has been pretty disgusting, but in particular that top 1% there. We live in a society where our taxation system is geared to ensuring that those already have wealth, like i.e. houses, continue to have wealth while passing the buck on to mainly younger working class people. Um, to more ever and ever contribute and provide the resources to dealing with uh, a state that refuses to actually do what it's meant to be doing, which is providing support to our people. So those things have been all going on under this watch. And I guess the real scary thing is what could happen if we do have the defeat uh, and the real potential of this happening of the defeat of the current Albanese-led Federal Parliamentary Party in an election sometime in the very near future. Uh, something which a lot of people th have sort of thought that would never happen is is potentially on the cards, some of which is from the coalition playing its old playbook of hysteria around asylum seekers, around refugees. But some of that's also, I mean, disgustingly enough, is actually about uh, what people can see in their own grocery carts and their own pay packets, a situation where they are getting poorer, things are tighter, and they're not feeling the big vibes that the state or, or particularly the federal governments are actually doing much for them. So those are just what people, so many people are feeling, and it is quite disgusting that the conservative end of politics is being able to now try to, after having um, been a big part of why we have had the cost of profits prices, has now been posing themselves as champions of ordinary people. 
if you like. So it's pretty perverse, that stuff. So that's um, all been going on, and it's been um, something I've, I've been keenly looking at, uh, and it's been pretty disgusting. We've also seen, in terms of some pretty pathetic stuff from many trade unions in the last two years or so into the um, this current federal parliamentary term, one in union in particular, we've had them talk, talk, really militant, take industrial action, unheard of industrial action, uh, with demands for wage rises that don't meet the cost of living. And this being heralded as some sort of a militant, incredible show of workers' uh, solidarity and action. Um, and those those little disputes have been um, many. Some of those have gone down to a howling disaster. Well, I mean, there has been some successes, if you could call them that. But signing people up to a, a deal, wage deals that actually cost workers um, more, actually doesn't keep pace with the cost of living, is not something to cry about. We've seen that in the in manufacturing space, in uh, dairy production. We've also seen that um, in the service sector and in particular in the federal government with the community and public sector union cutting a deal and in helping impose a rotten deal on the federal public service, a majority of which are white-collar workers. We've yet again another pay deal that will cut their wages over time. It doesn't meet the cost of living. Not much to cry about that, but, you know, that's what it is at the moment. There are plenty of things to be cross about. There's also plenty of things that people can do, as we've said many times. Don't make it easy for those people. Uh, they get away with a lot of these things because people don't stand up and speak out. Join your union. Talk to others about joining your union. But no, joining union is just the, that's the easy bit. The, the hard bit is actually speaking up inside your union. And that's what I encourage um, activists out there to do. Being part of that and don't settle for the full-timers that seem to just dominate the space inside the union bureaucracies coming from um, interesting backgrounds, many of which with no politics at all. The only thing you could probably unite them around is some sort of weird liberal nihilism. It's all about the present. It's all about the vibes. Never about actually achieving real genuine outcomes that make a tangible difference to people's lives in terms of their economic and material benefits, but also their ability to actually have control over their lives democratically. So um, do be involved in activism as well, I don't say, uh, get into it. Uh, which then, I guess, leads me to one thing I'd want to pick up about uh, in being involved in the Labor Party. There are some interesting developments in the ACT and beyond. There's Labor Against War, which is happening in uh, all, a lot of the states uh, around the ACT. It's an internal campaign group. Uh, which is doing um, some good work. There was also Labour for Palestine. And I know in the ACT there's a, a grouping that is um, actively pressuring for more action by the Labour Party on the issue of Palestine. So there are things like that about, and I encourage people who are in, in Labour to get involved and support those causes. Also, in you know, if you are a member of Labour, and this is uh, one of the easy things that you can find, you don't need to turn up to too many meetings in the ACT at least um, to have a say. I just got to pay membership. It's great. And you do get those opportunities at your sub-branches to when um, the elected representatives who are meant to be uh, representatives of your branch, or you, in the ACT, it's our territory branch, you get to pose questions to them and the like. You actually uh, get to have a discussion with them. You actually get to um, apply pressure by asking them questions, questions about what exactly they're doing. So um, big hello there to our um, fans of the show from the Parliamentary Party. Big nods to uh, the great work they've been doing uh, in support of a ceasefire. 
I'm obviously being very sarcastic there. Uh, I'd like to remind our elected representatives of um, something that the Amnesty International has launched a petition. launched on the 19th. Um, as I was told at a Labor sub-branch meeting by Senator Katie Gallagher, uh, in, inflecting that somehow it was crazy to talk about arms deals and trade of arms to Israel, uh, Amnesty International right here that... Australia has an opaque defence goods export policy and has raised concerns that goods made in Australia could be being exported and used by the Israeli Defence Forces. A Senate hearing in October 2023 revealed Australia had approved 322 permits for defence goods to be exported to Israel since 2017. A Senate hearing in February revealed that two approvals have been made since the 7th of October. The Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, that's DFAT, figures show that $10 million in Australian arms and ammunition sales to Israel role in the past five years. Foreign Minister Wong and the Department of Defence have said that Australia hasn't supplied weapons to Israel for at least the past five years. But if the government has approved hundreds of permits for defence goods in the past five years, how is that possible? The lack of transparency in Australia's defence export policy means we don't know exactly what has been approved for export. So that is from a, uh, there's a call to action from uh, Amnesty International, I urge you to go and check it out. There's a petition here that says uh, is calling on the Australian government to stop approving the export of defence goods to Israel now. And as has been said, it's all very um, um, hard to actually understand what exactly, other than those permits, what has been uh, sold exactly to Israel. So that's very concerning. And a big hello there to our uh, representatives who like to claim that um, no such things have been going on. But... Um, well, I have to say, I think in this instance, I'd rather be inclined to believe what has been said in the Senate, the Australian Government Senate committees, uh, as well as um, what Amnesty International has been saying, rather than the Senator Gallagher. Yeah, but look, that's where I'm digressing here. But I, I guess what I'm showing there is just an example of there is a point uh, being involved. In labour, as a side of struggle, you do get those opportunities to post questions to people in power um, about their behaviour and their conduct and what they're actually doing to actually make things better. So there you go. There's a tool. There's an example. Look, which then leads me to sort of back to the discussion about this show. Uh, we've had over 5,000, I think something like close to 6,000 um, unique downloads of our show. We did. This is the 40th episode. And I'd like to thank all those people that have listened to the show over the nearly four years. Uh, in particular, I'd like to thank Jacob um, for uh, inspiring me and uh, for his collaboration and sort of helping get this started and providing some training as to sort of how to use the various um, applications in tech. Uh, and also, in particular, I'd like to thank um, various guests that we've had on the show for some great chats, in particular. Labour Party activists and socialists like uh, Nick Dixon, Wilmhurst, Amy Haddad, Jose Munoz, Suzanne Orr, Emma Lee, Ben Eltham, Josh Gordon, Chris Warren, Jordana Colvin, and Kelly Bowman, Patrick Judge. More, if I've forgotten someone, my, my apologies there, but uh, we've had some wonderful chats over the last nearly four years. Um, we'll be having more. Uh, also, a big hello there to Matthew Byrne, who is back in the country and probably hopefully doing some more things with us as the year comes on, but we'll see how we go. For our listeners that have been enjoying the shows, 
I recommend you go and check out the back catalogue. If there's particular episodes you enjoy, download them because um, I'm not sure. Just to be on the safe side, I'll let people know if, when um, I plan on archiving the show. So do get back into uh, go check out our old catalogue if you like and you can um, get access to those on your preferred platform. But once we stop um, producing these things and um, put a halt to our subscriptions, they will sort of disappear from your platform. So that's just the heads up there. So if you've been liking those shows and want to hold on to them, um, yeah, you can use your various devices or laptop or whatever to um, record, um, hold on to these things. Um, but like I said, we do have some uh, project planned for the rest of the year. And we'll so do bear with us. Uh, big hello and thank you to our subscribers who have incredibly um, donated money to us throughout the last number of years. Can't stress enough what a huge help that has been. That has meant that we've been able to pay for our hosting fees. It's been um, meant that we've been able to upgrade equipment that we've that we've used. It's also meant that there's a an impetus and motivation to keep putting the show on and that's probably one of the things that i've struggled with recently is wanting to put good content out but just not feeling it and very difficult to do by yourself particularly when um, you really need other people to bounce off and unfortunately the main people i collaborate just don't, I don't have the space uh, all the time and that's fine absolutely fine um, i just need to recalibrate what the show will be doing so some longer theoretical dives is the plan so do stay with us in the coming months there will be more coming this year on Dole Capital so that's it for the show hope you've um you're, you're well and you're doing what you can to be involved in your community in your campaigns in your political organizations to help make the place a better one and to keep the mongrel psychopaths in line who uh, claim leadership of many of our uh, progressive spaces. Uh, don't let them get away with it. Speak up and make sure where you work and live and contribute is one that is open and democratic and accountable to those that claim to represent and lead you. Speak to you soon.